Enough, boy talk. It's time for the broadcast. It's always a dance party up in this. Oh, hell to the bitch. yeah. Uh, welcome to another fine episode of The Broadcast with all us lovely broads in here. Super hot broads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Vicky Barcelona. We have Taryn Daly in again. Hey. How's it going? Good. Very good. The lovely Kiana. Hello, hello. And we have a special guest this week or two weeks. I don't know. We're, we're very inconsistent with our date time. We apologize, yeah. <laughs> but we don't really care. No. Yeah. This is how we roll. <laughs> it's, so. it's been a little crazy up in this bitch. So, mm-hmm. yes. But uh, this week's guest is a good friend of mine from high school. I've known her for many years. She's very inspiring. And she's like one of the most not only badass, but sweetest people I've ever met. Uh, hello, Robin. Don't cry. I'm not going to okay. cry. Because you were saying earlier, you were like, I'll get an ulterior about some stuff, which we'll get into momentarily. Oh, God. If you're a crier, I'm in big trouble because I'm a crier. <laughs> I can hold it back. Okay, good. Oh, good. We got this. All right, you got to keep me in check. Over up for a minute. I, I can love over that. up for a minute. I love that. Uh, but before we get into it uh, on why lovely Robin is here, how can people get a hold of us? Well, we have a phone number if yes. you know how to dial numbers because it's, it's all about texting now absolutely you can text us too at the number oh yeah 253-271-9343 and if you want to hit us up on the emails it's the broadcast 999 at gmail.com and we're also on the twitters mm-hmm. yeah it's just the broadcast 999 and same with facebook we have our little page and we have the lovely sarah who's been uh updating and doing all that yeah. fun stuff so she's uh, i'm teaching her how to facebook she is grown. She's grown right up before our eyes. It's I'm very crazy. proud of her because she's very not technology savvy. She's doing good. She's but doing anywho, today's episode's going to be fun. It's going to be not sad because we are happy. We are here with awesome people. Yes. yes. So, Robin, tell us a little bit about your story because it is both inspiring yet, you know, it, it makes you think. It makes you appreciate life because I freaking love that you're in my life. <laughs> Well, it starts off pretty normal and kind of mildly horrifying. I was 17, (laughs) and I had this bump in my arm, and I went to the doctor, and I was like, hey, I've got this weird lump. I tried to beat it away with my biology book, thinking it was like a normal cyst, and they were like, oh, it's a cyst. Don't worry about it. And so then, like, a year went by, and I was 18, and I smacked my friend in the face because my arm just twitched, and we were sleeping next to each other, and just, whoop Hit her right in the face. Oh, my god! And so I go back to the doctor, and they're like, oh, it's a cyst. And I was like, okay, I don't believe you. Can you please do an x-ray? Mm-hmm. So they did an x-ray. It wasn't connected to the bone. So they were like, whatever it is, it's totally fine. And I was like, okay. And then a few weeks later, it was still, like, kind of hurting. Like, it's in my upper bicep, and Ooh. I could feel it putting pressure on my arm. And I was like, you know what? No. How big was this? Can you, like, put it into perspective? It felt like half a gumball. Like, oh, yeah. kind of quarter gumballs you get. Okay. Like, pretty big. Yeah. And so I went back to the doctor, and we did another test. I was like, I want you to really check it out. So they did an MRI, and they got the results of the MRI, and they're like, it's really weird. Like, we can drain it. And I was like, okay, No. You don't seem to know what you're doing. You don't believe the severity. I basically had a hissy fit at the doctor's office. Good and I was for like, you. I don't trust you. You need to send me somewhere else. And I think it was because I was like a young girl and kind of punk rock. So I didn't Sassy. really look <laughs> like they needed to take me seriously. But you have to take your own health seriously. So luckily I had the broveries. <laughs> the <laughs> the broveries. I love it. <laughs> so uh, they sent me to Seattle Cancer Care Alliance, and within a month, it turned out that cyst was a tumor. Oh, oh my gosh. And it's a really rare form called a desmoid tumor. So sarcoma is cancer of the connective tissue, which is pretty rare, and my kind is even more rare. 
I thought it was one in 20,000, but it's actually um, two to four people per year diagnosed, and there's 900 people a year in the U.S. diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So it's more like one or two people per million. Wow. So I don't play the lottery because my odds are bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. That's I feel like you maybe, you know, haven't been so lucky here. Maybe you should play the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> and you can fulfill our dream, Kiana and I's dream, to go road tripping across the United States in an RV. Yes. Yeah. You can join us. Yes. We could get a fancy RV. Yes. That's the plan. Yeah. So, yeah, win the lottery for us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so in the last six years, I haven't been in remission for more than like a year or so, despite the fact that I have the world's most amazing doctors I've got. Dr. Ernest Conrad and um, Dr. Seth Pollock and like these are, you know, Jenny Hamilton. Like these are doctors that are known around the country. I'm in yeah. one of the like the three best places in the country to have this kind of cancer. So I'm so lucky. What? Where are they out of? Seattle Cancer Care Alliance. Okay. Um, I had my, I had, I've had four limb salvaging surgeries and then 30 rounds of radiation, which was five days a week for six weeks. Good and then, God. Jeez. Pill form chemotherapy that was a kind for leukemia that had been shown to work well for my kind of cancer, but it almost killed me. Wow. I was allergic to it, and so I gained all this weight in my chest, with, which was fluid, so my heart wasn't beating right. My lungs weren't expanding, and I would, like, pass out if I went up the stairs. Oh, my gosh. It was like being drunk all the time, <laughs> but not in a fun way. Like I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a fun kind of drunk. Like no. the 3 a.m. where you've already gone to bed, and you're, like, walking to the bathroom, and you're like, oh, I'm so drunk still. <laughs> That's all the time for you. Just all, all the time. time. And then um, I did intravenous chemotherapy, and that was that went pretty good. I got pretty sick, lost my hair, whole nine yards. Um, and then I have now I'm doing a pill form chemotherapy for liver and kidney cancer. Wow. So I can't drink. I can't be in direct sunlight. I can't take baths. and I can't go swimming. Oh. But other than that, it's just kind of like a mild hangover. Like it's very doable. It's very livable. I can still work. It's just, it's crazy expensive. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Being no, sick is so expensive. And that was actually <laughs> going to be a question that I had for you. So I've I've volunteered. I actually used to work for the American Cancer Society, and I went down and lobbied in Olympia because for some time, oral chemotherapy was not covered by many insurance companies. And so people were having to pay out of pocket. My first time was out of pocket. Okay, oh, I was going to ask if you were wrapped up in that. Yeah, my first oral chemotherapy was... Um, $747 a month, and that was because I fought them tooth and nail to bring it down Damn. from 1500 a month. Wow. Jesus. Damn. And the problem is because my sarcoma is so rare, there's not really that many charities out there. There's the Northwest you know, Sarcoma Foundation, which has helped me twice, and they're amazing. And then there's the you know, Sarcoma Foundation of America, the SFA. They get my medical records. They, they're great. They're doing as much research as they can. But, you know, there's no real help for me out there. There's no wow. real support groups. Mm -hmm. The Internet has been amazing and wonderful. But, you know, my first surgery was considered elective. And my insurance fought me on covering You're it. You're kidding. Yeah. That's sad. Back then, it wasn't considered cancer even. They were like, this is an unknown thing. Like, And it's still misdiagnosed, so it's really hard to have accurate yeah. stats mm -hmm. on it because it is so rare. But I'm really lucky. I've got it in my arm, which, I mean... I really don't want to, but amputation is a very safe way for me to get rid of it completely. It doesn't yeah. metastasize where anywhere else in your body. It just keeps coming back in the same spot. So you could eliminate it. Okay. Exactly. And then I could get like a sweet cherry darling like robot gun arm or something. Yeah, yes. yes. You could awesome. totally do the, um, uh, like, has anybody here seen Mad Max? Yeah, no, not the new yet. one. Not no, the new the one. The new one, uh, Charlize Theron plays this badass Furiosa. Mm -hmm. And she has... Uh, 
amputation, but oh, she has yeah. this metal badass arm. <laughs> there you go. Or that's like in the Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez film that's where she's Cherry got the, Darling. That, yeah. Is that yeah. her name? Okay, yeah. that's why, okay, I couldn't remember her name. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah, you could have like yeah. a machine gun arm. And I know, that's why my nickname's The Tumornator. The Tumornator. The Tumornator. And the reason why, like, I brought Robin in is one, she's always been the kind of person, like, super motherly, super wanting to make sure everyone's okay, making sure, you know, everyone not only feels good, but everyone's informed. She's just a very smart lady. Yeah. Um, and I've always found her very inspiring and I don't like I've always known this and I've just seen it and like and it's not like I don't get to see you and hang out with you as much as I'd like a couple times a year, which is unfortunate. But in those times, I see how much of an impact you have on everyone else around you. Mm-hmm. And I saw it now when one of your good friends, I believe Lacey. Lacey, um, the sweethearted darling she is. And uh, she made a GoFundMe account for you. And how much money did it raise in like a day? It was ridiculous. I was at work and she was texting me and she's like, girl, your car's broken down. I started a GoFundMe for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, thank you. And so I look at it and it was like, she gets little pings on her phone every yeah. time someone uh-huh. donates. It was like ping, ping, ping. <laughs> and it's been seven or eight days now, and it's like at $8,000. Wow. Yeah, because you're, not only is your car broken down, but your insurance has been changing yeah. and things that, you know, and like you said, that stuff is expensive. Yeah. Basically right now, my best option is to be poor. And that's awful. You know, like I'm 25. I want to move up in the world. I'm smart. I've had some of like I work in real estate. I've had some of the best bosses. I've got Andrew Greenwell, who's on the season of Million Dollar Listing San Francisco and Mm -hmm. Kendra Todd, who runs in season three of The Apprentice. Uh, My current boss is Bill Young, who's on preview properties for 30 years. Like I've had these great mentors in real estate. But the problem is I just it's not financially wise for me to move up. And so they've been so accommodating of like cutting my hours and stuff. But you know, like I was making two hundred dollars more a month, and because of that, it was going to cost me six hundred dollars more yeah. a month just for health insurance. That's you know, insane. I've I considered know. moving other places like um, Texas or California, and it's just the the costs of me moving are fine; I can handle it. But the cost of being sick is just overwhelming and just horrific. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I have been at a point where I've been in three hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of debt. Jeez. And it's not as if I bought a fancy car, like or I a house, a, or a house. You're just trying to save your damn life. I live in a hundred-year-old apartment and drive a beat-down Volvo. Yeah, <laughs> like I am a humble lady, but <laughs> that's just craziness. Yeah. Well, you're a kick-ass, like super brave, you know, woman. You know, Thank staring you. this down in the face and like. Just There's no it. other way to be, yeah. honestly. Like if you. You know, my sort of motto is every day above ground is a good day Mm -hmm. because you get another shot. And I think that everyone's got their stuff in life. Like I'm never I don't ever want someone to be like, oh, but, you know, like in my problems, no big deal because you have cancer. And I'm like, no, your problem still sucks. Like (laughs) your life is able to be crappy and I will still support you and love you even though I've got cancer. Like it's not the end all. It's a part of me. It's not my whole life. Yeah. And like, I've never seen you like pity party yourself. You've always been direct and to the point. And like one of the moments I noticed, like how big of an impact you have is uh, I think you called me. I think I was still living in like Stevens working at the radio station. Call me like, hey, do you want to can you come over and hang out for a few? I'm like, sure. And you were having uh, a big group of people and you're just like, hey, just want to let you guys know that my cancer's back. I wanted to let everyone know these are the possible courses of actions that I might be taking. I could do this. Maybe I can go to work these days and go to chemo these days. So you were kind of having like a group discussion, like you wanted everyone to be involved. 
But just to see how many people showed up at the drop of a hat, like on a Tuesday or something like that, it just showed how big of a heart you have and how much these people love you and how much I love you. Like it just reinforced. I'm like, this is why I love her because she just is such such a good energy. And it's not just it's not about you. It's about everyone around you. Oh, absolutely. Like there's definitely been days where like my gums hurt and my teeth hurt. And I feel like you don't want to wake up. You wake up and you're like, nope, not getting out of bed. Absolutely not. And those are the days that my friends are my foundation, you know, the marrow of my bones. These are the people that sort of cajole me, even if they don't know it, to help me get up, to brush my teeth, to brush my hair, to make sure I eat, to, you know, be proud of me. Just everyone's affection and pride for me is so overwhelming and so I just feel so lucky. (laughs) I don't know how I got so lucky to collect so many amazing people, but like. The GoFundMe, the the Tuminator, it's been shared over 500 times. Holy cow. Like, and I went to like a latte stand and this girl was like, oh, you're Robin. I saw your thing on Facebook. And I'm like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, stranger. (laughs) Someone I don't know donated $1,000 to me. That's what I make in like a month, you know. And she just did it. And I was like, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. problem is I don't check this at work or anything because then I start ugly crying <laughs> <laughs> because everyone's so sweet. I just, yeah. you know, people are like, I'll pray for you. You're in my thoughts. And there's the fact that people are willing to take time out of their day, even if they can't do it financially, which is also just incredible. The fact that these people are dealing with crappy jobs, crappy bosses, and they're still willing to give me part of their paycheck is yeah. amazing. <laughs> but the fact that I'm in so many people's thoughts and prayers, like it's. So humbling. <laughs> if you guys want to check out more of her story or check out the GoFundMe page, it's just GoFundMe.com slash Tumernator. Yes. The Tumernator. I am the Tumernator. Reminds me of one of your parties you had once, and it was the, uh, I'll just say it, the f*** you tumor party. First swear. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I got to write that down. Okay. Every time before I have surgery. So my first surgery that I had, they said the incision was probably going to be like two or three inches long. Mm-hmm. I woke up and it was like six or seven oh, inches long. Geez. And now the incision actually goes from almost my elbow, like uh, past my armpit up to the okay. very top. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so when they're slicing you open, like you're down for the count for a oh, hot yeah. minute. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you can't really be around people. Like you've got this huge, you know, wound. Like at one point after one of my surgeries, the third one, I was going to go back to work and my friend was like, oh, let's go hang out. So we met at a bar and I hadn't seen this other friend in a long time. And mm-hmm. he came up and bear hugged me and he popped my incision. Oh, open. No! It was so gnarly. Oh, no. And luckily my, I have a very sweethearted ex-fiance and he, he took total care of me, oh. but I was like panicking. I was like, like I'm, I'm open, open. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is totally not even on the same level, but I remember when I had knee surgery and I was getting my stitches out and like the skin moved. Like it like it like flipped open and I was like <laughs> I can't even imagine having like, yeah, that. like pop right open. Oh yeah. It's... Hello, here's the inside of my arm. Yeah, they, see my muscle. they like they sew it shut and then they do these little steri strips, which are these pieces yeah. of tape that keep the incision shut. And then they start to like curl back and you're supposed to just let them fall. Let them off. Off naturally, but yeah. I'm a woman, so I'm a picker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like, We're I don't 
know any. Pickers. I've never seen girls with zits because they always have these red marks where they yep. pick yeah. them. Yeah. Up, you know? That was a zit. Yes. Yeah, well, that was. And now I've created a crater in my face. This is the tip, and I gave Taryn this tip. Use witch hazel. If you're going to pick your face, get a little cotton ball. Witch hazel, that bitch. Or when you have any sort. I use it for everything. Burns and scratches. Because it helps uh, clean it and it uh, reduces swelling. Like inflammation. Uh Yes, which is what they use on me. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You smell like you just got out of a tattoo parlor. Yeah, because that's what they use for for tattoos. (laughs) Nice. So I use it for everything. Pro tip, everyone. Anyway, continue. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, the, you know, I'm going to swear, the you tumor parties. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I have those before every surgery. That way I can get all of my friends together that I don't see very often. Yeah. And we just, we rage. Like, we, nice. go, we go hard, you know. And it's awesome because as much as, you know, my friends are tenderhearted and would, like, drunk pour their hearts out to me anyway. Like, they all have friends that are sober that I haven't seen in, like, months that are like, I just wanted to come and support you. And I Aww. love you. And we just... should throw a really, really big one sometimes. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we need to have, like, Just, a, like, have everybody. In the woods, like, yes. rager. Yeah. <laughs> in a field. Like, find somebody's farm. Befriend the local police. Throw yeah. some pallets on there. <laughs> Be like, Cause hell. Oh, yeah. Yes. Kind of like our own Burning Man. But oh, yeah. Something oh, like that. Just, but not with less drugs. Well, <laughs> there'll be plenty of drugs, but those are prescribed. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Who yeah. wants oral chemotherapy? <laughs> Hell yeah. Have you ever thought about hormone therapy? Because oh. I have a bag of it. <laughs> Jeez. That. So I have a girlfriend that's going that went through her second battle with breast cancer recently, and she did hormone therapy. I actually did it too. I forgot did, to mention it. How did I that? Did. How did you do with that? Um, it's this pill called tamoxifen. Yeah. And it's a, like an estrogen blocker mm-hmm. basically, and so um, you know, you go through menopause. That's yes. Oh. Okay. This is exactly and what so, I heard. I was 21, and I had this very sweet punk rock boyfriend at the time, and so... We'd be out, and then all of a sudden, I'd get like a hot, hot flash, flash. Yeah. and I would like crawl into the freezer of a grocery store and be like, <laughs> oh "I'm going to die here. <laughs> Leave me, frozen <laughs> pizza." Yeah, you know, so um, it ended up giving me a cyst that doubles the size of my right ovary, and so oh, they were like, "Oh, you might lose your ovary. We're gonna have to stop oh. this." So it was kind of working, but. Lordy, I feel so bad for women who go through menopause. No kidding. It was nasty, dude. The hot flashes, and I've got like two wind, like weird chin hairs that I keep an eye out for, and it's just yeah. plug them, yeah. Good time. Oh, Good time. Post menopausal body. You're a rock star. I got the hot mom bod. That's, yeah. that's my jam. Well, you are very like, sexy. Shake oh. those. Oh, absolutely. Damn it, turn. <laughs> so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't care. That was funny as hell. <laughs> Half the world has them. Oh, I yeah. know, but yeah. the radio, the FCC thinks that this will harm the children it if we will. say that word. Can we call them fun bags? Fun bags. Fun bags. Boobies, well, bazoongas. <laughs> shake them. <laughs> what does he call them in, in the movie? Um, oh, my God. Major League Yabos. What is that Major, from? Oh. Major League. I don't know. Major League Yabos. That was from... Yabos is from Hocus Pocus. Hocus I Pocus! Yeah. yeah. I love that for movies a problem Thank for you. me. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm oh, so excited for the sequel. There's oh, a sequel? Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard, the, I heard that mm-hmm. got shot down, but then they were going to do... I don't know. If they I'm don't do it, it, I'm going to find whoever shut it down and oh. punch them square in the face. Are they bringing back the same Sanderson sisters? I think so. Oh. That's what I heard. Unfortunately for... Is it... Yeah, Jessica... Sarah Jessica Parker looks even... I'm in love with her. I don't like her. Come on, come on, she was cuter then. I don't know. She was beautiful then. Um, mm. But now again, she's kind of skeletal. Mm. Skel- I, yeah, it's like, come on, honey. Like, like, that's like that collarbone. You could like hang your eat clothes. Eat a cupcake, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Eat a cupcake, Carrie. <laughs> uh, but again, check out the GoFundMe page. It's GoFundMe.com slash Tumornator. Yeah, it's Tumornator. Nader. <laughs> so what's that? I'm just curious, like in the, for the, I know it's like, 
you know, it sounds like you've tried some different avenues. What's what's next? What's what's the current path and what's going to happen in the future? Well, currently, um, I still am going through the chemotherapy right now. And so I'm going to stay on the pill form Nexavar um, mm-hmm. and just keep doing that, basically. But I don't ever know. I've got MRIs every three months, blood work every six weeks, you know, full gyno exams every three months Ooh. because it's estrogen friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like a two to one kind of tumor. Like it's got kind of a sex preference. So they got to check okay. out your bits. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they got to check out my bits. <laughs> like, um, hey, which is always in. great. But, you know, it's like, like sometimes yeah. that's the most sex you've had in a while. <laughs> not, my, I'm not saying from experience. My gynecologist <laughs> is like the most sweethearted woman. She's so brilliant. She's got a rock on her finger the size of a freaking gumball. Like, Oh my! She's amazing. Take it off. Oh, <laughs> she always warms up it's the speculum. There. I love yeah. her, but she's um, she and I work really well together. I think because I'm a like my biggest thing in this whole cancer thing. The biggest thing I want to preach is being your own advocate. Like the internet is your tool. Like you have avenues to go down. Always get a second opinion if mm-hmm. you feel unsure. Oh, yeah. Like I want people to take their health into their own hands. And a huge part of that, I think, that that is a problem right now. I mean, I'm really glad most people aren't going to find out they have cancer. (laughs) But, you know, people need to get vaccinated and people do need to go get tested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I live in Snohomish County and the stats are disgusting. Like, I think it's like one in eight people have genital herpes and like one in four people with HIV are women and like 40 people per year in Snohomish County are diagnosed with HIV AIDS. Wow. And like safe sex and testing can get that resolved. Like you can go to the Snohomish County Department of Health and it's $84 for a test to get tested for HIV. Planned Parenthood, I don't know what kind of deal they'll work out with you, but Planned Parenthood is they're, always a resource. Oh, definitely. They typically are really good, especially yeah. if you don't have insurance, they'll work it out yeah. with you. Exactly. Because I remember when I was younger and like I found what I thought was, like I, like I had some sort of CISC thing going on and I went there and I'm like, I don't have insurance because I this is before the, the insurance got kicked back up to a, or 26 now, or yeah. 25, oh, yeah. Yeah. or whatever it is. Um, so I didn't have insurance because I wasn't in school anymore, so I kind of missed the gap. And I went in, and I was just like, I don't have insurance, and I don't make a whole lot of money. This is what I make. I was a waitress at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're like, all right, so because of this, your 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 appointment is completely free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, just if you want to donate, you can feel free and donate some money. But I donate yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Planned is- Parenthood and Sarcoma Foundation of America are the ones that get my money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, when I have money, yeah. they're not giving it to me. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, they, they are a really, really great avenue. And you've always been into safe sex. Like, that's something I've always been able to talk to you about is, you know, you have your girlfriends, you talk about sex, you mm-hmm. get into all those details, but you very much are an advocate about being, you know, in control. And even you, you were even like going back to the advocate thing. You said that you're like, I don't trust you. You're not giving me the right answer. I'm going to go somewhere else. Like, you're very much in charge of your own health. And absolutely, especially sexual health is very important to yeah. not just yeah. ladies, but guys. Oh, yeah. get tested. Like I sometimes I'll get paranoid for like there's like two months like where I just keep getting tested. Like you just <laughs> got tested. I'm like, I know, but what if? Yeah, like, I just am nervous. It's, it's I'm always like, nervous. It's not like it hurts, you know. And it's like not. the thing you have to keep in mind is like you you know, you trust your partner and they're great and you love them. Like, look at you, pretty lady. Like we could get down. But I would not just be sleeping with you. I'd be sleeping with everyone Every you day. ever slept with mm-hmm. and everyone there ever slept yeah. with. And I'm not gonna say that you know, people sleep around, but it is free and it's fun. Like, yeah, sex, is, great. Have a good sex is healthy. People need to be getting out there and discovering, you know, themselves yeah. through safe sex. So, like, I'm really lucky. I have an IUD 
and I've got the Mirena, and it's been amazing. I have no period. That's what I used amazing. to have. Now I got the implant on, and I have I have my period now. It sucks. I'm sorry. It's the worst, especially going like from five years of no period. <laughs> I was getting really used to that. Yeah, <laughs> really used to Boys, that. if you're freaked out uh, by this conversation, we love you, but grow the hell up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like sorry. this is you. If you have girl partners, then you probably have to well, deal with no, this too. What's yeah. great about the Mirena is it's more effective than having your tubes tied. Whoa. It's really? Yes, it is the most wow. effective form wow. of birth control out there. And a lot of women, like a lot of gynecologists, are still so afraid from like the 60s and 70s with yes. the problems with the copper mm-hmm. ones. These are different. You know, if you're a girl, you don't even have to be in like a committed relationship. You know, you don't need to have had children in order to have the marina. You can have it. There's a smaller one now. I forget the name, but it's for three years. Yeah. Okay. And it's just, you know, it's a great way to protect yourself. For me, with my tumor being estrogen sensitive, I cannot get pregnant. And I was with um, a really wonderful man for a long time. And so for me, like we had unprotected sex because Mm -hmm. I had an IUD. And so we were safe. It was no problem. But I mean, HPV is a huge problem in Snohomish County. And, you know, if you get your Gardasil shots, you're pretty well protected. Mm -hmm. Good. Get it, girl. (laughs) Even if you don't get all three, the first two, I think, cover like 80 percent. Like, is there an age limit on that? I forget. There is. There is. For men, it's 25. And Mm -hmm. I believe for girls, it's 25 as well. Yeah. Because I think I like like, like, just 13. Yeah. (laughs) Like you can start at 13. Like, I mean, and it's not it's not fair to say like, oh, these people are being promiscuous. Like, no, you can have safe sex with one partner for years. But if they had one partner that ate HPV, you are now at risk to get, you know, so don't don't ever make it an issue of trust. Like, you know, your partner doesn't have to know that you're going to get tested. If you ever feel like you need to take it into your own hands, like you can always. That's your right. That's your body. It's your body. It's your choice. You need to take control. Yeah. Be proud. Be yeah. proud of that body. It's like no <laughs> point in being sick or wondering if you're going to be yeah. sick. Yeah. Just go out and go, you know, take care of it. It's mm-hmm. not it's not that difficult. The resources are out there. And I know it's like you get the embarrassing factor like, oh, God, but guess what? We're all human. Get we over it. Yeah. Well, and I think we've come a long way even in the last 10 years to where, like, people are really starting to talk about things yeah. more. I mean, because I remember, do you remember, like, when Loveline was first on? Oh, I remember yeah. Loveline was like, I used to listen to that because I was like, oh, my God, people are talking about sex. It was almost taboo. And, like, I don't even bit. know if I was having sex yet at that point, but I was, like, so excited yeah. that someone was talking about it because mm-hmm. nobody talked about it. And, oh, yeah. And now I feel like it's a much more open dialogue, and I think that's good and healthy, and, like, Absolutely. we should talk about Communication it. Communication is such a huge factor in sex. You know, I've had boyfriends where I've been like first night I feel good let's do this and then I've had boyfriends that have waited you know months until I was ready and luckily I've been with people that are respecting enough like sex doesn't have to be love per se but it does need to be trust and respect Mm -hmm. absolutely and so like I've been so lucky with my partners that like they've all been shout out to any of my (laughs) ex-boyfriends way to go (laughs) it's like you could be (laughs) but at least you're cool in that aspect absolutely you were were so respectful about putting the <laughs> nice. Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't even know what that will sound like bleeped. <laughs> I know. I'm like, do I bleep that? I don't know. We um we have a little thing too about uh <laughs> Brad and I always say relaxation, lubrication, and communication. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad motto. I, like I did. I feel like that's like a sexy talk show at night. It's I like, know. Hey, relaxation, lubrication, welcome to welcome to sex that? talk with Taryn and Brad. <laughs> Do you remember that? I think her name is Doctor Sue Jensen. She was like this old yes. lady yes. who used to talk yes. about sex on TV, and then she'd have the <laughs> on the table that were like. It was Doctor Ruth. Doctor Ruth. Doctor Ruth. Yes. She's like the old Hungarian lady that would. She was so like you could tell she had gotten 
down. Gunned oh, down. Yeah. Like she Freaking had tried it. She was a down. sexual pioneer. Mm-hmm. I love her. Back in the 1930s. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> she's an old lady. I know, I know it's going to sound like, okay, a little effed up, but it, it's interesting how much it's uh, growing up. I always assumed everybody that was like my parents' generation or older. Not nobody ever had sex before they were married. Like that, just in my head when I was a little kid, that's what I always thought. Yeah. You get older, you realize, okay, well, my parents, I don't really want to know. I didn't yeah. ask. I don't want to think about But it's about like that. it's like you. I see like my uncles. I'm like, well, clearly you were you were doing it. You know, you weren't as Catholic Pure. as you say you were. And then you start looking at other generations. Like my grandparents were obviously virgins when they were married. I don't want to know, but now I don't know. I really oh. don't know. I know my but, grandma was for sure. Yeah, like it's, she was tighter than a steel drum. <laughs> <laughs> But my mom, my mom's so funny. My dad was my mom's first partner. They got married when she was 18 and he was 30. They've been married 35 years now. Wow. My parents oh are like so stupid in love with each other. It's adorable. My dad will like bring home fresh loaves of bread and my mom's like, oh, thanks. And he's like, I love you, bear. Like, oh, <laughs> they're God. so cute. But like, it's funny because my mom, goals. my mom's oh. only been with my dad, but she's such a pervert. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so she's like always been really open and communicative. Like communicative, there we go. Yes. I can speak about, okay. about sex, and it's always been really good. So my dad and you know, and I don't really talk about it, but like when I dated this guy and then we broke up, I was so brokenhearted. And my dad's like, "There's lots of people out in this world for you, Bunky. You just Aww. gotta go find him." He's, and so I, I've sort of taken from that, like, yeah, people are meant to be sort of experienced. Like you can't. I believe in as far as like love goes, like you have to be a whole person before you can be with someone else. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. If you're looking to get something satiated in you by someone else, then you're dehumanizing them. Mm-hmm. You're using them as a tool and that's not fair. You need to be two whole steady people that build a life together. God, you're mm-hmm. so wise. I feel like I we should have like a segment. People write in. Will if you, you have any questions, my, know, Robin will come in and she'll answer my, them. My personal Robin. therapist. Like, we're serious. I'm we're the serious. oldest woman alive. I've got like butterscotches in my purse. Ah! And I wear their sweaters. <laughs> and, they were, like, and we graduated the same year um, and I was the youngest of the class, but you're still even younger than I am. You got like yeah. two, three months younger than me. Oh, yeah. And we graduated when we were 17. I was 17. I so was, are you 24 then? I'm 25. 25 but 25. I was born in November. Ah. And so when I moved up here, it's different from California. I barely made the cutoff in California and I should have been a year behind up here. Oh. But I was a big old nerd. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're a bigger n- nerd, but you don't mess with Robin. Like, Well, I mean, going through what I've gone through, like you can either, I think you can either break or you can build from it. And so I've done everything I can to build from it. And, you know, Figgy says I don't pity my I pity myself. I get pity parties sometimes. Usually they're like just one or two nights every couple months. I'm like, oh, my God, this sucks. And then I'll like grab my cats and like dress them in bloomers or like watch. (laughs) Like there's this old musical state fair that no one likes but me. (laughs) And I'll like watch it by myself and cry it out. And I'm like, I want all of those dresses. (laughs) That's all about letting it out, though. There's a difference between pitying yourself and not doing anything to proceed and to just like, I just want everyone else's uh, like, you know. Yeah. Well, there's there's sympathy and empathy. Yeah. And I always am cool with sympathy and empathy. But don't you dare pity me. Yeah. Yeah. I am not a victim of my circumstance because my circumstance has sucked you know I definitely could be a victim but I refuse to be like you need to be in control of your whole life and it's hard sometimes and that's why you surround yourself with good people that help take care of you and support you on days when you can't take care of you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like this is whole this whole podcast has been pretty like inspiring. It's like, oh, I, yeah, God, I feel like I'm gonna go out and kick some ass. <laughs> right? Yeah, girl power. It's gonna be a yeah. good day, man. <laughs> Again, check out our GoFundMe page if you can donate or write something or just read her story. Uh, GoFundMe.com slash 
tumor nature. And share it, you know? Yeah. Even yes. if it's like some people don't maybe have the financial means to contribute, but if you share it and someone that's in your network can help out, that mm-hmm. would be huge. Absolutely. And my name's Robin Bianchin, and you can find me on Facebook. I know my last name is a terror, but I do, you know, I'm friends with Vicky Barcelona on Facebook. Like you can find me through her page. I'm going to like, find you. Totally. <laughs> but like if you ever want to send me like an email or talk about your stories, like I am a big believer in everyone is important and everyone needs to know they're cared about. So. If you ever oh, want to so <laughs> come talk to me, I would love to hear it. Now I'm going to start crying because you're so sweet. Oh, man, yeah. As long but as you're, I... you've got that strength that helps other people find theirs, which I think is yeah. huge. You know, Because not everybody starts out as strong as, as you've grown. And I think that you will inspire other men, women, children, whoever, um, you know, to take it to that level. So Absolutely. thank you. If it wasn't for my mom, dad, and sister, I wouldn't be able to be the person I am. And I'm so Aww. lucky. I am. Shout out to them. Yeah. Way they're, to go, they're Sarah. Sweet. They're sweethearts. <laughs> thank you, little sister. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. And I think that's another episode of the broadcast. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, yeah. guys. Thank you. Thanks, Robin. We love you. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.